Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Happy Sabbath. Are you hearing me? Yes, I am, my sister. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Today's um, tonight's song of meditation will be coming from hymn one, Praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him for he is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear now to his temple draw near, join ye in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. Pardon anew what the can do if with his love he be friendly if with his love he be friendly amen Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise to the Lord. Thank you for that beautiful rendition, Sister Isabella. Uh, your voice is very beautiful. Thank you. I was truly blessed. I hope all those on the line were also blessed by your song tonight. Amen. And I will just uh, take the time to do a short announcement before we segue the program. Uh, for all those um, that may not know, uh, the Button to Christ is doing a corporate fast uh, for three days. It started yesterday, so you can still join the fast. We are fasting Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and for more details on the fast, you can go to the website, www.buttontochrist.com. Uh, we are uh, tearing down strongholds, counter-petitioning against the power of Halloween, uh, That and uh, that is uh, what we are focusing on for the three days of fasting. 
so there are some prayer points there and um, some scriptures um, and uh, just some some guidelines regarding the fast. So again, you can um, still join the fast uh, if you are led and go to the website for, you know, additional instructions, www.buttontochrist.com. Amen. So we will uh, segue this program and uh, go to the word uh, that is coming from our man of God now. Uh, And we're just going to introduce the man of the hour, none other than Brother Patrick Baker. Happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Noreen. And happy Sabbath to everyone listening from around the world. We are happy again to see another Sabbath. It seems like it was yesterday. You know, the Lord said we're going to spend eternity like from one Sabbath to the next, you know. Imagine the in heaven with the Lord and we don't have to go anywhere. He's right there. Praise the Lord. It's so good when we fellowship and worship. And he was to sing songs and praises like Isabella, singing songs to the Lord and exalting his name with all the testimonies. It's such a wonderful time in spending time with the Lord and how good he is and such a loving God. I just want to praise him. You know, I got some messages from different countries. I got a, a, a WhatsApp message from um, Belgium. And they said, I'm joining in the fast. What's the program? You know, so I was able to send that out. And then I got from Cameroon. There's different places around the world, people sending messages. I want to be a part of this fast. It just shows how powerful God is. When we did the 21 days fasting, there were so many people around the world, lives that were changed because of the fasting. You know, so when God's people get together, it's really powerful. And usually I say this a lot, that when you study God's people around the world, people love the Lord. You know what I mean? Trust me, no matter how you see somebody and they may, you know, not me, the nicest person, you know, with the way they talk to people or anything, the bottom line is people love the Lord and Sometimes we grow up in different cultures and we have certain things about us, you know. But at the end of the day, we love the Lord. Everybody wants to go to heaven. And it doesn't matter your background, where you're from, where you've been. People love the Lord. And I know the Lord loves us so much. You know, um, the word tonight is going to come from a man of God, I'm going to introduce, but I'm going to take like three questions about Halloween, but I have to introduce him first. And I want to tell you that it's no other than a man of God, Pastor Saw. But I want to tell you that Pastor Saw is not an ordinary man. When I say not an ordinary man, this young man loved the Lord, trust me, and he's a prayer warrior. There's never a time you can say, let's go into prayer, and he's not 100%. I've known Pastor Saul for so many years, 
and he haven't changed when it comes to coming up higher and respecting God and giving his all. Every time, that's what you get from Pastor Saul, his all. And I just want to let him know openly that we really respect him and, you know, know that the Lord is going to take him to higher heights. And, you know, in the last days, God is going to empower his people more. And I know he's gearing up to be empowered to carry the gospel message. He is filled with power and fire. And I know he's going to bring a word tonight. But before he do so, a lot of people have some questions concerning Halloween. I will entertain three questions. If there's something you're struggling with concerning Halloween, and if Pastor Sai is there and want to help me out in the question, then he can do so also. And we'll take three questions. If there's something pressing you, uh, you want to ask, it's a spiritual warfare question concerning Halloween, you know, make it short. Anybody, just say your name, where you're calling from, which country, and just ask your question. Go ahead. You can press star star to unmute your phone. Okay, no question then. Brother, Brother Patrick. Um, so my question is this, right? Um, because I've been asked that question so many times. Why is it Christian take um, participate in Halloween when they know that it's wrong? Like you see a lot of churches where here in Florida, a lot of these, I guess, evil angelical churches participate in 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 in, in Halloween, like they they the the candies and they give out the they they carve the 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 um the pumpkins and they do all these stuff knowing that this is a, a holiday that that celebrates um paganism but you would have even people in our church the adventist church who would justify it say oh it's just it's just kids make believe like they just make me believe like their character like they're like they're you know like batman or and 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 a lot of these batman and spider-man um you know i'm trying to ask the question but i'm still saying why is it we justify that why is it we can't see that it's wrong okay i'll answer thank you so much sister lisa and the key is Spiritual things are spiritually discerned, and it's high time. And it's not all Israelites are Israelites. You know what I mean? So it's not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, is going to be saved. A lot of people, you know, are spiritually blind, and it's all across the board. When our focus is on festivity and we're not focusing on the Lord. If you remember, um, in the children of Israel, 
God used to come down himself to talk to Moses and you see the pillar of smoke, the Red Sea open up. And by the time Moses turned his back, they are worshiping idols. They are having their own Halloween, you know, and God was just there. It just showed the condition of the world and the spiritual deceptive spirit that lurks over humanity. And all we have to do is pray for the world like what we're doing now, not only for Adventists, but for all humanity and other Christians whose eyes are not fully open and they need a glimpse that this is a spiritual warfare. So we just have to pray for them, sister, because they're not seeing right. The enemy is deceptive and is blinding a lot of people. Praise God. Okay. Next question. Yeah, um, I just wanted to know, um, because it's Halloween, um, do, do you think the enemy, like someone who is um, demonized, who, someone who has um, a demon possessed, can the enemy... Um, does the enemy have more power over a person who is demonized during this time? Yes. Okay, and like, I'll answer that. Could and they that's have greater, a... Yes. Could they okay. have greater manifestations? Okay, or... and I'll explain it. So that's Sister Corrine from UK. Okay, my sister. Um, she, her question is if... Uh, if you know, if somebody is already demon-possessed, as the devil have more advantage during the season? And the question is, the, the, the answer is yes. Because of this festive season, which is celebration of the demonic power, there's more power in the air, there's more spells being cast, you know, more ritual. And if there's more ritual being done, the enemy operates at its highest. And people that is already possessed, he will try to infiltrate more. And, and, and you know, because if it's a, it's a worship season for the enemy, you know what I mean? He's strong all along. But when you worship, it's like when you worship our God and you're going to worship, the more we exalt the Lord is the more his power will come down. So that's why we're having this session for the three days. We're praying against his power that God will weaken all his spell all over the world. So you're right, sister. They will have more legal rights. But when you're under the anointing power of Jesus Christ, though, you know, the Lord already put a seal and the devil can only do so much. When we struggle like you're struggling with your, your young son and he's going through so much. Every time we pray for him, he's set free. And in a while, it comes back. So it meant that there was a sacrifice done for him, like a blood sacrifice. And there is legal rights they're having. And I think we need to just pray and ask the Lord, what is the legal rights? And we need to press it until it's uncovered. Because we prayed for Fernando so many times. And he released and he's good. He came, he read the scripture for us. And the next time, is under attack, like when we listen this morning, um, the devil, you know, is telling them it's Halloween and they want to attack him again. But sister, we just encourage you to stay strong and they that are with us are more than they that are against us. And when it comes to the Sabbath, you see, it's going to be powerful because Halloween 
is it comes on the Sabbath. And I spoke about it this morning about the Black Sabbath and 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 what the Sabbath does, the power of the Sabbath. You know what I mean? So it's really a powerful time in Jesus. So that's all I have to say. Uh, Brother Patrick? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my question is the origin of Halloween. Oh, so you want to know then what, what purpose, yes. Okay, okay. I know I, I have yes. a, a, a... Yeah, good evening, Brother Patrick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Elder Patrick, um, I do have some some information uh, I will share to answer that question later on when you, when we complete this phase. I'll be okay. ready to share by God's grace. All right, praise the Lord. So, Brother Frank, Pastor is going to address that when he comes on soon. We're praise the Lord. The uh, that's confirmation of the Holy Spirit. I, um, Amen. I want to praise the Lord. <laughs> that's okay. Praise the Lord. That's okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 So, so what I will do then, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Son. Then after Pastor Son, then I will probably do a prayer if you want me to. I'll do it after you know, based on your presentation. So, brethren, just keep in prayer and know that we are covered under the blood. It's the last day. Christ is about to come. And as one of my friends said, it's an exciting time to be part of the, the, the family of God, to be a Seventh-day Adventist this time. It's an exciting time. We should be like shouting hallelujah, waking up and just going into prayer and praising God. Mercy. Amen, amen. Okay, Pastor Saul, may God bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you now as you can go forth now in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord. Thank you, my dear brother, Elder Patrick. Thank you for the kind words of introduction. I give God all the honor, the glory, and the praise. It is a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to speak on behalf of God. It's a privilege to be here this evening and to worship and to praise God and to turn our attention. I like what you said uh, earlier. It just seems like yesterday from, you know, one last week, Sabbath, Friday, Sabbath uh, evening to another. It just seems as if uh, it's it's yesterday. And we thank God. It just seems as if uh, God is surely cutting his work in righteousness. He's cutting it short in righteousness. And, and so we're looking forward. We're yearning for that time where we will spend with Jesus, and uh, then uh, from one Sabbath to another, we'll join together. So I want to thank God for you, and we want to thank God for each of our brothers and sisters who have tuned in this evening. And uh, Elder, I want to ask you that you would just open with a prayer. We will close again with prayer, but we want to open with prayer as we broach this very deep subject. You know, the enemy will not be happy, but we know that God's power is greater, and he will prevail and protect and preserve uh, the communication and the truth of this short message this evening. So if you could please just open and bless us in prayer that the Holy Spirit will seal the information that will be shared and that God will protect us and there will be no disruption in the name of Jesus.
Brother Patrick, are you still there? If, if you can hear me, let me know. I hope uh, everyone could hear me. I'm hoping that uh, I am unmuted. See. We can hear you, Pastor Saul. We can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, maybe we'll, we'll ask Brother Patrick to close with prayer then. And perhaps he is um, on, on the line or he is um, taking a moment to respond to some messages. So uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. And then when we close, we'll ask Brother Patrick to have a special prayer and seal uh, our information and the sharing and the inspiration that God and has given us this evening. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, your only begotten Son, our only Savior, we come this evening. Nothing in our hands we bring, but simply to thy cross we pray. Oh, Jesus, we plead your precious blood that you shed on Calvary's cross this evening, asking that you will seal this prayer line and seal our conversation and seal, O oh Lord, this truth that you will share this evening. I pray, O oh God, that you will expel the enemy of souls again from this place and dispatch angels that excel in strength to encamp around about our lives, our homes, our families, and just where we are, and even over this line, Lord, I pray that this line will now be secured by the Heavenly Intelligence Agency. And I ask, O oh God, that your words of truth that you have directed me to, O oh Lord, to share with your children will bless them, will inspire, will instruct them, will enlighten them, and that, Lord, this truth will set us free as we turn our eyes upon Jesus May you, O oh Lord, arrest our attention, open our minds, our eyes, and our ears. May we hear, may we receive, and may we comprehend. And we thank you, and we ask it all in the matchless and almighty name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, I'm hoping again everyone can hear me in the name of Jesus. We have just prayed and we've asked God to uh, protect and to shield our communication yet once again as we broach this very delicate and deep and profound subject. This evening as I was preparing and praying, the Lord directed my thoughts and allowed me to capture some information put together with some research. And so what I'd like to do this evening as uh, a way, by way of introduction is to give you a brief history of the origins of Halloween and its practices, customs, and how it crept into the church. And then I will go into some word, the word of the Lord with scriptures and some excerpts from the writings of Ellen White. Of prophecy. So that is going to be the kind of order or the table of contents, so to speak, the outline for our presentation. So I invite you to please um, give uh, the Lord this time as you have your undivided attention and pay, pay close attention as the information can be a little bit dense 
and heavy, but I'm going to take my time and share it. I've jotted down some notes. I have some quotation excerpts. So I'll take my time to, uh, at, a, at a comfortable pace so that you can be able to jot down any notes and uh, be able to process the information. And at the end, if you have any questions, we could perhaps take a few moments. But uh, hopefully I'll be completing about maybe 15, 15 to 20 minutes. So um, please keep praying and ask God to bless us as we share uh, this important message for this evening. So the question I would like to ask and pose for this our study and uh, kind of discourse is, where did Halloween come from? That's the question. Where did it come from? You know, today, as we heard in some testimonies, there are parents who approve of their children to dress up in these weird costumes and they play pranks on this alleged Halloween night, they call, um, literally uh, realizing how uh, very little, how dangerous it is. This practice has been going on for, for centuries. And it has been one of the evenings, the designated evening in the year, especially dedicated by spirit mediums and witches to the worship of Satan. I must tell you by means of introduction to preface what I'm going to say further that Halloween has nothing to do with Christianity. It is a festival which no child or adult or anyone should have anything to do with. We need to better understand the origins of Halloween and its dangers, and so that's where we're going to pick it up. So let's begin. So during the Dark Ages, a number of pagan customs were adopted by the dominant Christian church in Europe. One of those was designated and called the Devil Night, which was later named Halloween. This special night celebrated since antiquity or in times past as the night when the devils came out and walked about the streets. It was a satanic festival on October 31st of each year. The next day was called All Saints Day or All Hallows Day or All Souls Day. So Halloween was the name given to Hallow's evening or the evening before Hallow's day. That's how they derived the word Halloween. So the night before it. So All Hallow's Day was dedicated to honoring the dead. There was an order of priests in Gaul. This, is a, this, this was known as ancient France and uh, parts of Britain. These order of priests were called Druids. Druids, you may have heard of that name or term before. These Druids, or order of priests in ancient France and Britain, they were devil worshippers who told the people they must hold an annual celebration to their two leading gods. The first one is the Celtic sun god, and then the second is the Lord of the dead. On this night, the god who brings death Satan was worshipped in a variety of peculiar ways. This October 31st festival was named Sawin or Sahin or Sowain or also known as Summer's End. The next day the sun god was worshipped. 
So on the 9th of October 31st, uh, the people believed that the dead came out of the graves, that they walked around. So they offered up sacrifices and had special and had special feasts to honor them. The priests or the Jewish priests taught them that if they did not do this, when they themselves died, they would be reincarnated as animals instead of people. Fear began to strike many people's hearts. This pretended communication with the dead is the basis of what we call spiritualism, or also known as spiritism, but we call it spiritualism. That is the common term we use. And it is the most, one of the most dangerous practices in society because it invites the control of the enemy of souls, of the devil. We should have nothing to do with anything connected with spiritualism. And that includes participating in Halloween and in all of its forms. So, to continue, these Jewish priests, they became nominally, nominally converted. So they were not fully converted, they were nominally converted to Christianity when in the, I believe in the early centuries, um, it, it kind of entered into the land. So I would give you, a pro I think it was approximately 433 AD, around that time. And these Druid practices, including the October 31st Festival to the Devil, came into the church at around 558 AD to pacify the followers of the Druid priests. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III, this is Pope Gregory III, he reigned, um, I think, from 731, beginning AD 731. And he declared that November 1st was to be a special feast day honoring the dead. Did you get that? I hope you're paying attention. I hope you're following. Uh, in the 9th century, Pope Gregory IV, so right after Pope Gregory III, Pope Gregory IV, who took office around 8, 827 A.D., said that it must be kept by all Christians. Church discipline would in, be enforced on those who refused. Can you believe that, brothers and sisters? Unbelievable. So, subsequently, it is of interest that November 1st was the first day of the Druidic New Year. This made the evening before very special. Hence, hence we have October 31st, followed by the Druid New Year. I hope you're following. Further to this, as it might be expected, because the night of October 31st had for centuries been dedicated to devil worship, the new church ruling only intensified the celebrations that took place that night. So the devils made sure of that. Soon Halloween, originally a pagan festival, became the outstanding Christian event that was held every autumn season. I hope you're getting the picture now. I just wanted to give you a history, a little backdrop of where it's coming from, the origins, and see how it has developed over and been practiced over the centuries to our present time. So to continue... The celebrations of all kinds took place. Uh, someone in, the, in our prayer line talked about uh, pumpkins. So let me share a little bit about the pumpkin. pumpkin. So 
uh, in Ireland, history tells us that there were carvings on pumpkins and what we call jack-o'-lanterns. And um, this was like where uh, there was a lantern and there was a corpse of a lantern. So these were made, and this is the story or the legend behind it, that there was a man named Jack. He had played practical jokes on the devil and it and bothered him. So the devil kept him out of heaven and he placed Jack into a pumpkin. So Jack had to live forever on earth, carrying a lit lantern in a pumpkin, warning people not to offend the devil. And this is the kind of lesson for little children, do not offend the devil. So you see, this is where this legend came from. It has nothing to do with Christianity or any truth as we know it. So such teachings did not help either the people or the morals of society. In fact, throughout Europe, on this one night of the year, it soon seemed that as if all the devils came out. Indeed, uh, this was the hidden meaning of Halloween. And there were wild excitement of, of bonfires and orgies of the people on that night. That's what they were practicing. You see, the Druids actually believed that on Halloween, ghosts, spirits, fairies, witches, and elves emerged from the woods and flew in from the skies to harm people. Those evil creatures must be placated or, or pacified with offerings of food. So on that night, the, Celts, the Celtics went with their children to one another's house to gather food for the devils or the devil gods. Animals were feared on that night, by the way. In fact, the history tells us uh, when doing the research, it says that dogs and owls, uh, snakes, and even pigs were particularly worshipped on that night. But guess what? Among them, guess which animal was the most uh, regarded? The one that was the most revered was the cat. The cat received some special veneration, especially um, the Druid priests. They taught that cats, especially the black ones, were sacred. That is why today we think of cats as, as well as, you know, all, all these other, you know, symbols. Um, and they put, you know, they put sheets over them and they cover them, their heads, imitating like ghosts and all of that. And that's why we have all these images and, and symbols today. So continuing with the history, the Druids were supposed to be able to cast spells and bring demon spirits into cats and into these animals. By helping, by believing those lies, the people became afraid. They became afraid of these Druid priests and were in bondage to do whatever they requested. Followed by the Druid priests, you have the Celtic priests. They also taught that witches ride on brooms through the skies on that night and fling down curses on those who do not honor the dead by taking part in the ritual ceremonies of that night. So, as might be expected, of course, the enemy, Satan, had introduced a similar October festival on the mainland of Europe, and that spread throughout uh, Europe right into Britain. And the date of that festival, which was adopted by the Vatican as the official harvest festival in the honor of the dead. So that's where... That history comes from. Now, after being adopted by nominal Christianity in the Dark Ages, the festival of Halloween spread throughout Europe and to most countries 
which they later colonized. Yet few today are aware that this holiday originated in paganism, not Christianity, and it is the most dangerous holiday in the year. For long ages, Halloween has been a night especially dedicated to satanic agencies. Every October 31st, we see the clearest evidence of this fact. How do we know this? Well, let me share a little bit more with you. The Druid priests in North Wales taught that the devils came out of, the fi out of fire on this night. So bonfires were lit to bring them out in masses. That is why outdoor light night fires are today considered a part of a Halloween experience. You will see that, actually. You'll see that still happening. In fact, um, the problem was so, uh, so serious in our time that a few years ago, I think it, I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago, um, the, the mayor of Detroit then, um, Mayor Young, reported that there were over 281 fires that occurred on that night, up to 20 from the 223 fires set on the previous Halloween. So every Halloween night, there is some, you, you'll hear, listen to hear the fire truck uh, going out of the fire station or, or fires going out of control because it happens all over the world. Uh, and then there's another ancient Halloween practice uh, that is in conjunction with, uh, you know, with observance of Halloween, and that's something called prognostication. Prognostication. This was where events of the forthcoming year, which would begin the next day, were predicted. The spirits were thought to give this information to the priests on that special evening. And so by accepting these speculations as truth, the people came to fear the power of the priests even more. It is well known among spirit mediums that those people who follow horoscopes and go to fortune tellers are easier to control because they live their lives out of fear. If you want devils to harass your life, then you go to these prognosticators, these fortune tellers, and indeed you walk on enchanted ground and the devil's playground, so to speak. So our only safety, brothers and sisters, is fleeing to Jesus Christ and pleading his blood and his divine protection. And if we do that, regardless of our past, regardless of what we have dabbled in before, if we call upon the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he will send a reinforcement of angels. He will dispatch angels to surround us and protect us because we are God's property. So even today, it is the time of this October, and now I'm so glad that, that uh, this uh, ministry here has, ministry has called for a time of prayer and fasting. And as, as Elder Patrick said, it's interesting to note that this year it falls on a, on a Sabbath. But, but, but great is the power of God every day, and, and even greater still on Sabbath. So let us, let us continue to pray on, my brothers and sisters. Let's continue to pray on. So let me close up some historical facts, and then I'll get into some scripture and some application for us, and then we will uh, land the plane. So after the papal edicts were given, adopting and sanctifying that October 31st festival would be an official practice into the church, the people were instructed 
they were indoctrinated, indoctrinated, and the next day, special masses would be held for the dead. That's what they call all saints. They are, you know, for the dead. And so children were sent out of their homes on the evening before. The people were told to either give money or some offering that night or fast the next day so that departed souls might be released sooner from the suffering of purgatory. Because it was simple to do, most gave Halloween offerings. In this way, the juridic practice of begging food from home to home continued, and the Church of the Dark Ages was expert at absorbing pagan customs and then calling them Christian practices. So, there are those today who have tried to Christianize Halloween even more. They dress their children in biblical costumes and celebrate Halloween as a harvest festival. But the origin of the night celebration remains the same. We should not try to masquerade or mask or cover up this evil practice that has been dedicated to the enemy of souls. Complete separation is needed. No compromise. No compromise. Now, we see that there are many, you know, uh, criminal activities and fires and arsons and riots that take place, you know, around this time. But we should stay very clear of celebrating this pagan festival. This has nothing to do with Christianity. And so we need to understand that this is an evil practice. And when we engage in any kind of its practice in any form, we are giving, we are paying homage to this dedicated practice because it has been, it has been sanctified. It's, it is, it is, it is of evil practice. And when we do give anything to this type of practice, we are buying into it and we are paying homage, as it were, to this evil practice. And so, a few quotes I want to, to share with you here and then write into scriptures. Uh, I'm going to share with you here um, this quick quote. It says, our pagan forefathers kept several cult of the dead rites at various times of the year. One of these periods was the great celebration at the end of the fall and the beginning of winter, around November 1st. Together with the practices of nature and de demonic lore, where they called up the demon spirits, they also observed the ritual of the dead with many traditional rites. Since all saints and all souls happened to be placed within the period of such an ancient festival, some of the pre-Christian traditions became part of our Christian feasts and associated with Christian ideas. This is from a history, history book, which I got that quote from. It's called the Handbook of Christian Feasts and Customs, page 312 and 313. So, I want to read for you um, scripture here. It says, um, this is Isaiah 8, verse 19. I want to, I want you to Take a note of that, Isaiah 8:19. Then nearly all forms of ancient sorcery and witchcraft were founded upon a belief in communion with the dead. This custom of consulting the dead is referred to in the prophecy of Isaiah. 
Isaiah 8, verse 19, I read for you. When they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? This is very important. The same belief in communion with the dead formed the cornerstone of what we know as heathen or pagan idolatry. The gods of the pagans were believed to be deified spirits of departed people or departed heroes. Thus, the religion of the pagans was a worship of the dead. The deification of the dead was held as a prominent place in nearly every system of paganism and has also uh, been the supposed, has been, of course, the practice of communion with the dead. The gods were believed to communicate their will to men and also when consulted to give them counsel. Of this character were the famous oracles of Greece and Rome. So this is history. I'm sharing with you history, brothers and sisters. And I'm, gonna, and I'm reading this quotes from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 684 and 685. Patriarchs and Prophets, pages 684 and 685. I continue to read it for you. It says, the belief in the communion with the dead is still held, even in professedly Christian lands. Under the name of spiritualism, the practice of communicating with beings claiming to be the spirits of the departed has become widespread. It is calculated to take hold of the sympathies of those who have laid their loved ones in the grave. Spiritual beings sometimes appear to persons in the form of their deceased friends and relate incidents connected with their lives and perform acts when they performed which they performed while they were living. In this way, they lead men to believe that their dear friends are angels, hovering over them and communicating with them. Those who thus assume to be the spirits of the departed are regarded with a certain idolatry, and with many their word has greater weight even than the word of God. And finally, the last quote on this from Patriarchs and Prophets says, Modern spiritualism and the forms of ancient witchcraft that idol worship all having communion with the dead as their vital principle are founded upon the first lie which Satan beguiled Eve in the Garden of Eden. You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, you shall be as gods. Alike, based upon falsehood and perpetuating the same, they are alike from the father of lies. End of quote. Patriarchs and Prophets. Page 684 and 685. I read for you this next quote from Councils on Health, page 458. It says, In the name of Christ, I would address his professed followers. Abide in the faith which you have received from the beginning. 2 Timothy 2.16 says, Shun profane and vain babblings. Instead, putting your trust in witchcraft, have faith in the living God. Cursed is the path that leads to Endor and Ekron. The feet will stumble and fall that venture upon this forbidden ground. There is a God in Israel with whom is deliverance for all who is oppressed. Righteousness 
is the foundation of his throne. Somebody ought to say amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. So I want to share with you a few concluding scriptures and uh, quotations, and then I will turn it back over to Elder Patrick. So give me just a few more moments as we wrap it up, as we wrap it up. So I want to share with you just these few very potent quotes. I share with you this quote that I found, and it's very important. The question is, if the dead are already enjoying the bliss of heaven, or they're in the, in the flames of hell of purgatory, what need, of the, what need is there of a future judgment? See, the teachings of God's word on these important points are neither obscure nor contradictory. They may be understood by common minds, but what candid mind can see either wisdom or justice in this current practice? Will the righteous, after the investigation of these cases of the judgment, receive the commendation, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord, when they have been dwelling in his presence, perhaps for long ages? Are the wicked summoned from the place of torment to receive sentence from the judge of all the earth? Well, let's get some more clarity. Nowhere in the sacred scriptures is found a statement that the righteous go to the reward or the wicked to their punishment at the time of death. The patriots and prophets have left no such assurance. Christ and his apostles have given no hint of it. The Bible clearly teaches that the dead do not go immediately to heaven. They are represented as sleeping until the resurrection. That's what the Bible teaches us. Uh, we, can, we can read that in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6. We find that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, the Bible says in Job 14, verse 21, uh, that they know, more, they know no more of anything that is done under the sun. So blessed rest for the weary righteous. That is what the Bible teaches. And the Bible teaches that there is a time of, of resurrection. We know that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52 and 54, where the day will come when the Bible says, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and his mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So as they are called forth from their deep sleep and slumber, they begin to think just as they died before, as they cease to exist. The last sensation was the pang of death. The last thought that they were falling beneath the power of the grave. When they arise from the tomb and the grave, the first glad thought will be echoed in the triumphant shout, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? So, let me share with you this last few quotes. The fallen angels who do his bidding appear as messengers from the spirit world. I hope you're listening to this one. The fallen angels who do his bidding, that's the enemy's bidding, Satan's bidding, appear as messengers from the spirit world. While professing 
to bring the living into communion with the dead, the prince of evil exercises his bewitching influence upon their minds. He has power to bring before men the appearance of their departed friends. The counterfeit is perfect. The familiar look, the words, the tone are reproduced with marvelous distinctiveness. Many are comforted with marvelous, with many are comforted with assurance that their loved ones are enjoying the bliss of heaven and without suspicion of danger, they give ear to seducing spirits and the doctrine of devils. And these last few I want to share with you here so we can wrap it up. The work of dealing with familiar spirits was pronounced as an abomination to the Lord and was solemnly forbidden under the penalty of death in the law of Moses in the Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 and Leviticus chapter 20 verse 27. The very name of witchcraft is now held in contempt. The claim that men can hold intercourse with evil spirits is regarded as a fable of the dark ages. But spiritualism, which numbers its converts by hundreds of thousands, even millions today, they have made its way into scientific circles, has invaded churches, and has found favor in governments, legislative bodies, and even in the courts of kings, and rulers and heads of state. This mammoth deception is but a revival in a new disguise of the witchcraft condemned and prohibited in times of old. There are few who have any just conception of the deceptive power of spiritualism and the danger of coming under its influence. Many people tamper with it merely to gratify curiosity. They have no real faith in it and would be filled with horror at the thought of yielding themselves to the Spirit's control. But they venture upon this forbidden ground and the mighty destroyer exercises his power upon them against their will. Let them once be induced to submit their minds to his direction and he holds them captive. It is impossible in their own strength. Let me repeat this again. It is impossible in their own strength to break away from the bewitching, alluring spell of the enemy. Nothing but the power of God granted in answer to the earnest prayer of faith can deliver those who have been ensnared, their souls who have been ensnared. Only by the power of God granted in answer to the earnest prayer of faith, can deliver these ensnared souls. Oh, I tell you, brothers and sisters, these are serious times in which we're living in. i got to close this up now because the hour is late, but I hope you got the big picture. I hope you got uh, the macro view and understanding of where this evil practice is coming from. It is evil of the highest order. And finally, I want to share these last quotes with you here, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Here it is, my last few, these last two in Scripture. Marvelous beyond expression is the blindness of the people of this generation. Thousands reject the Word of God as unworthy of belief, and with eager confidence they receive the deceptions of Satan.
skeptics and scoffers denounce the bigotry of those who contend for the faith of the prophets and the apostles, and they divert themselves by holding up to ridicule the solemn declarations of the word of God concerning Christ and the plan of salvation. They affect great pity for minds so narrow, weak, and superstitious as to acknowledge the claims of God and obey the requirements of his law. Finally, Satan has long been preparing for this final effort to deceive the world. The foundation of his work was laid by the assurance given to Eve in the Eden, in the Garden of Eden, which we read in Genesis 3, 4 and 5. Little by little, he has prepared the way for his masterpiece of deception in the development of spiritualism. He has not yet reached the full accomplishment of his designs, but it will be reached in the last remnant of time. Says the prophet in uh, John, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. They are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Revelation chapter 16, 13 and 14. Except those who are kept by the power of God through faith in his word, the whole world will be swept into the ranks of delusion. The people are fast being lulled to a fatal security to be awakened only by the outpouring of the wrath of God. Finally, saith the Lord, God, judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. And the water shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled. And your agreement with hell shall not stand. When, over, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then you shall be trodden down by it. This comes from Great Controversy, pages 533 uh, through 562. And the scripture which I just quoted is from Isaiah chapter 28, verses 17 and 18. And finally, truly I give you this last quote and I will end it and turn it over to Brother Patrick. Here is the last one. When Saul, do you remember the story of Saul? Saul, the first king of Israel? Here it is. This is from Second Bible Commentary, page 1022. When Saul inquired for Samuel, the Lord did not call Samuel to appear to Saul. Are you hearing me? When Saul inquired for Samuel in the, to the witch of Endor, the Lord did not call Samuel to appear to Saul. He saw nothing. Satan was not allowed to disturb the rest of Samuel in the grave and neither to bring him up in reality to the witch of Endor. God does not give Satan power to resurrect the dead. Did you hear that, brothers and sisters? God does not give Satan power to resurrect the dead, but Satan's angels assume the form of dead family and friends and speak and act like them that through professed dead friends or family, they can the better carry on his work of deception. Satan knew Samuel the prophet well, and he knew well how to represent him before the witch of Endor and to utterly correctly, utter correctly the fate of Saul and his sons. So brothers and sisters, as I close, 
we must be grounded in the word of God. We must be anchored in our faith and not be tossed by every wind and doctrine. These are evil times that we're living in. May we stay close to the old rugged cross, cling to the old rugged cross, and may we stand grounded in the word of God and may we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Amen, Pastor Sal. That's very, very, very powerful. Powerful there, you know. You know, something that struck me what you say, you know. Um, the way the devil comes in with this deceptive power that when he overtakes us, we won't even have a clue what's going on. And, you know, so we better gear up there's some powerful scriptures we use there, how we are to be in line with the word of God, in tune with God. Because if we open a door, like Saul in that case, he opened a door, the devil comes in, then we have no more control. And I think that's what, why we have that question that Sister Lisa asked earlier on about people out there celebrating Halloween. Because when we open a door, and God is calling his people tonight to say, listen, we got to start to close up these doors by seeking the Lord with all our hearts and our mind, you know what I mean? And stop going to psychic and fortune tellers and tarot cards and, and stop opening these doors. You know, why not look to the living God, the God who is able, the one whom we serve, the God of the Sabbath, God really wants us, brethren. This is just a powerful word. And if you take notes of the scriptures that has been read, they are powerful. It shows that God is in charge. And if we only lean on him, we can't be fooled. But if we think that Satan is no much and we are bigger than that, no wonder Ephesians 6 from verse 10 where it says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor so that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Without the armor of God, we can't stand. You know, we really want the brethren tonight to really get it. That the Halloween, as Pastor Sar says, you know, it's open door and it's not of God. And it's not only Halloween, but all the rituals and trimmings of this spiritual warfare that God's people is going through, we really need to take heed. You know, nothing is going to save us but Jesus Christ. We are to look to him. Don't look to others and what you need to get in life. We got to turn to Jesus now, you know, before it's too late. Because the strong man, Satan, will come in and transform us, and we will be thinking we're doing right when we're going down the pathway to hell. We need to let the Lord in. I pray tonight, you know, as we come in agreement with Pastor Saul, that it's high time. It's time for God's people to wake up. We can't play church. God's people need to wrestle between the pew and the altar. We need to wrestle in prayer and plead for the Lord's mercy upon us to help us because we want to go home. 
The devil don't want us to go to heaven. We need to go home. When you look on the controversy and, and, and the deceptive power of envy and jealousy in this world, then you know that this world is wicked. It's only God can help us. I pray, brethren, that you will take this message to your heart, that we are to do better. We are to come higher. I'm going to do a prayer. And my prayer is that God will give us a receptive heart. Take away the wounds and the hurt from us that cause us to be envious and cause us to be jealous, cause us to have pride. These are obstacles that will prevent us from going to heaven. And you see, the thing is, when we have these things about us, you know, when we have this character of the enemy, you know, I'm telling you, when you bear these fruits of the enemy, you will think you're okay. Unless somebody tells you, and even when somebody tells you, tells us, we're saying, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not prideful. That's not me. That doesn't sound like me. It's more like you. When we humble ourselves before God and say, I'll pray about it. I'll ask the Lord. We all want to be saved. I'm going to pray that God will give us that heart where pride will be slaughtered and Jesus Christ alone will be exalted. Jesus alone will be seen. I pray tonight that Jesus will be seen in our lives because this is time when the Christian is going to shine. I'm telling you, you're going through your tests. And you wonder, and you have no food on your table. The jobs is dwindling. It's time for God's people to shine. Rise and shine for Jesus. It's not about what we have. It's about where we're going, Virgin. You know, Christ is about to come. I'm telling you, I'm excited because I'm saying, Lord, when are you going to pour out your power? When, Lord? I'm preparing myself. I'm saying, Lord, just take away any sin, any blemish. Anything you see me have, Lord, just take it away, Lord. I'm telling you, I'm excited, brethren. I'm telling you from my heart that God want to do something. It's the last days. Evil abound. And this Halloween is even going to be worse. We need God's people to be on their knees. And it's not on your knees praying for wealth and praying for your food. It's a spiritual thing that God's, God will open our eyes. And we will, we will encourage people not to take part in this festive season. Let us turn to Jesus, our Savior. Let us pray right now. Father in heaven, great God whom we serve and worship. Lord, we thank you for your servant, Lord, your man's servant, Pastor Saul. He brought forth a word, Lord, breaking down the Halloween and the rituals and all the things that goes on in darkness, behind the scene. But Lord, praise God, you are not a behind the scene, God. Anything you do, you do it openly because you are not afraid. You are God. So Lord, we come to you on this Sabbath night. We come to you, Lord, many homes linked together all over the world. People teaming up together. Adventist people, Lord, coming together, knowing that we serve a mighty God. 
Father, I said it, that the disciples wish they were living in this time when the power is going to be poured out with more, more, more power, with fire. Many people are going to be baptized with Holy Ghost power. Lord Jesus, you're searching. Your spirit is searching for people that is ready, people that keep your commandments, people that worship your God, people who do not worship idols, people who call wrong, wrong, and right, right, people who are truthful to you, people who are turning from their wicked ways and coming to the mercy seat. Lord, you're looking for people, oh God of glory. Lord, as Isaiah say, here we are, Lord. Just use us this moment, Lord. Use every one of us on the prayer line. Use everyone that is listening. Nobody knows you're on the line, but the Lord do. Somebody, oh God, just want to be empowered. Somebody want to reach out and help others. Somebody want to pray for their community. Somebody's praying for their street. Somebody's praying for their neighbors. That people will turn and they will see that the Halloween is wicked and, and worshiping Satan. Some people, oh God, will wake up and say, God, to worship your God. I pray tonight, oh God that you will allow your Holy Ghost power to cover every neighborhood. Cover every neighborhood that your people are listening on the prayer line. Cover, oh God, from Cameroon, all of Africa, Lord, Zimbabwe, all to Africa, Lord. Cover the United States and Canada, all of North America, every homes, oh God, everyone that is weighed down by this demonic influence around the world of music and rap music and video games and mind control spirit and influence and oppression by the devil. I command Satan to leave God's people. Father, I pray this moment that you will just spread your wing all over Europe, all throughout Europe, oh God, through Asia, right over the world, Lord, right over the continent, Lord, the Caribbean, everywhere, Lord, Jesus. Allow your Holy Spirit to cover and to hover over us, Lord. Hover over us and break some of the, the high places. Break down, oh God, some of the covent and some of the high places where the devil operates from. All the, the secret homes and free Islam, large spirit and all the spirit that come against God's people, that pray against the city, that pray against the government. All the spirit that haunt the government all over the world to keep people under oppression and suppress people in poverty. Oh God, I pray that you will break down some of these strongholds in Jesus' name. Break down some of these power, oh God. Show the devil, Lord Jesus Christ, that all powers belongs to you. Not some. All powers. You have powers over principalities. Powers over rulers of darkness of this world. Oh God, there's none like you, God. Lord, we just worship you. Lord, we worship you right across the globe. We worship you, oh God of glory. We worship the El Shaddai. We worship the High. God, lift it up. We worship you this hour. Please, oh God. Visit the homes of your people, Lord, and start to wake people up, Lord. Start to wake people up who are sleeping, who are lukewarm, 
Please, Holy Spirit, wake your people up. Give some people a vision tonight. Give some people dreams. Let some people have discernment that it's five minutes to midnight. You're about to come, Lord. Please, Jesus. Your coming is at the door. Oh, God, you're knocking. You're knocking, oh, God. Many Christians is on the line tonight. They have many gifts, Lord. Some people have the gifts of dreams and visions. Some people are calling to lay hands in the last days to heal many people who are wounded with cancer. But Lord, we are not healing. We are being blocked and some of us are caught up in different sins. Oh God, I pray tonight that you will release somebody. Oh God, please, Holy Spirit, Fall afresh tonight, oh God. Fall afresh, oh God, on your people tonight. Let there be a, a revival on the line tonight. Let somebody come higher because we heard the message and we want to surrender. We want to give everything over to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I call on thee. Please, Lord, break all the pain from your people. Help us to get back to worship. Help us to get back to the word. Help us, oh God of glory, not only to come with our handbags and give all the requests, this is what I need. Father, you see the need. You see every mother. You see all those who are crying for their children, crying for their wives, crying, crying for their husbands. Family, oh God, is under attack. Oh God, we call on thee. Do not let the devil have dominion over your children. Oh, God, we were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We were bought by the price, with a price. Oh, God, we belong to you, Lord. Please, oh, God, rescue your people tonight. Start a breakdown stronghold that is in the families, oh, God, and let people arise and shine for you, Lord. Please, oh, God, search the hearts tonight. Oh, God, tonight is a high night. Tonight is a high night, oh God, and tomorrow is going to be even higher. Because when we're in the sanctuary and the devil is doing his ritual, the power of God will subdue. Let him know who is in control. Please, oh God, touch every heart. Touch every request that is upon every lips. Touch everyone around the globe completely, Lord. Touch your people one more time. And Lord, we believe because you said we have not because we ask not. And Lord, we are coming asking you in faith. We believe in your authority. We believe in your power. We believe, oh God. And if we don't, oh God, help our unbelief. Thank you, oh God, for hearing your people. Thanks for answering. And we just want to praise you. We just want to exalt you. We just want to say thanks, oh God, because there's going to be many breakthroughs tonight. There's going to be many people being purged and really going to come higher. There's going to be people giving up self and, and pride and all the things that bothers us, oh God. We're going to rest it at the altar of sacrifice. Thank you, O oh God, for hearing your people. Thanks, O oh God, 
that you love us so much. You care about us, Lord. That's why you're going to come again. And you're going to take us to glory with you. Thank you for hearing every request, every prayer request upon every heart. Thank you for reaching out, O oh God, to your people tonight. Thank you, O oh God, for using all your people, human servant and everyone who testify and those who are praying. Thank you, O oh God, for blessing us. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as we will now have the prayer of agreement that was designated. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. just want to come into agreement with Brother Patrick's uh, prayer, his powerful prayer, Heavenly Father. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for the way that you used your manservant this evening with regards to delivering a powerful prayer to your children, or especially on a night like tonight. And the way that you use your powerful servant as well, Pastor Saw, to deliver a powerful message, dear Lord, and powerful information with regards to Halloween. Lord, as you said in, in Hosea 4, verse 6, that your people perish for lack of knowledge. So we are just so thankful, Lord, for the wisdom, knowledge, understanding of what's truly taking place during this Halloween, Heavenly Father. And also tomorrow, Lord, Tomorrow, Heavenly Father, there's also a full moon, so we come against that as well. Heavenly Father, as we come together on the Sabbath night, Lord, and as we come together in unity and in faith, as we fast, Lord, as we fast, Lord, we are coming against the attacks of the enemy with power and with might, Heavenly Father, believing, Lord, that anything that is exalting itself above you, Lord, will be torn down in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, we come against any witchcraft activity, as your as your son, Brother Patrick, has said, Lord, any demonic activity, Heavenly Father. And, and Heavenly Father, we come into full agreement, dear Lord, asking for covering and protection, Lord, against anything that comes against any one of us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for filling us with knowledge and understanding with regards to what is truly taking place during this Halloween season. And we ask, Lord, that you cover and protect every single person on this line. Bless every single person, Lord. Bless their families, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I just want to give you thanks, and I want to give you praise for what you're doing at this time. We thank you, Lord, for victories. We thank you for breakthroughs. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing at this time in each and every one of us on this line. We give you thanks, and we give you praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us tonight on the Button to Christ prayer line. We will uh, be having our Sabbath worship service tomorrow online. Join us on the Button to Christ YouTube to join the service at 10.30. We will be back on the prayer line on Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Happy Sabbath, everybody, and good night. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.